You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Blog Talk Radio. Nothing, but I declare to you that I know he 
that you've committed unto him against that day. Now let me hear you say, Jesus. 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 Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Let me hear you call him. Let me hear you call him. Good evening. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night, February the 22nd, 2018, and the time is 9.36 p.m. We just heard another Shirley Caesar great. I feel, I feel like praising him tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We all should have some sort of feeling like praising Jesus because he woke us up this morning. In our right mind with the use of our limbs and the activity of our brain to do what we do every day. Now I always say, you wake up every day, you do the same thing day in and day out. Not, not a lie. We do wake up every day. And some mornings, like me, for instance, I get up every morning at 4.30, sometimes 4.45 or 4.50, get up, get ready, get myself prepared for work, go to work, and do the same thing at work like I do every day. Here's the thing. Even though we do that. And we do. 
It's the same. Every day is different in God's eyes. No two days are the same. No matter how many times we wake up, this, that, and the third, all of this, all of that, doesn't matter. Every day that we wake up is a brand new day. God is giving us a brand new day. And we have to be thanking him. For that reason, we have to give God the praise and the thanks and letting him know that we appreciate the wake up. Like every morning, I say, dear God, I thank you for wake up today. Thank you for letting me see this day, a day that I have not seen before. I thank you for, for waking me up and letting me have the usage, you know? We'd like to welcome you to Blessings by Grace. Today is Thursday. It is our food for the Soul Bible Study Session. It is a food for thought. What that means is that you're getting spiritually fed a thought. That means that this ministry is giving you food to where you will never hunger and thirst anymore. This is spiritual. This is something that can last. Now, this is our Thursday Food for the Soul Bible Study Session. Now, are you spiritually set tonight? If you're not, tonight is the night for that. We here at the show, once or twice or three times, I say this all the time. This show will spiritually feed you from week after week for seven days. Now, time and time again, Dr. Bishop Oscar Moore, he will be here to preach and teach the Word of God for what it really is, nothing but the unadulterated gospel and the truth. This is what he's here for. This is what he does day in and day out. Now, you as radio listeners are to partake. And when you listen to our show and you do partake and you're feasting, you're going to tell somebody that tells somebody that tells somebody about the goodness of God. God says, tell the good news. Well, when you mention his name and all that he's done for you, and when you are a living, breathing, walking, talking testimony, you're sharing God's news, and that's what matters, that you're giving God the praise. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Dr. Bishop Offer Mark. God bless. God bless you in radio land tonight. Amen. We are so grateful for the mercy of the Lord to allow us to come back. Amen. To be with you on this Thursday night. Thank you, my announcer tonight. Amen. For a little brief explanation, amen, that you have passed on. Amen. To our audience tonight. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Amen. We're going to jump right into the word of God tonight. As she has said, amen, we bring you food for a soul. Something to carry you on, amen, the rest of this week. I'm going to call your attention tonight, amen, to the book of St. Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 45 through 49. St. Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 45 through 49. And it reads as this. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scripture. And it said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooves Christ 
to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you shall be witness of these things. And behold, I will send the promise of my Father upon you. But carry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endowed with power from on high. Acts chapter 10, 44 through 45 reads and says, And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they are the circumcision which believe was astonished as many has come with Peter because that on the Gentile also was pulled out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 19, verse 4 through 6 says, And then says Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the, unto the people that they should believe on him which shall come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they began to speak with new tongues and prophesied. We are going to talk to you tonight about the Holy Ghost or receiving the Holy Ghost. In the book of St. Luke, the 24th chapter, It opened our eyes that God had to open up their understanding that they might understand the scripture. Unless the Lord opened up our understanding, we can read, but we still will not do what the Lord says. God has to give us a revelation to his word. Now, he opened up the disciples' understanding. Before amen, the disciples were like every other human being. They had to have their understanding open that they may fully understand the scripture. Even they had walked with Jesus, and they had witnessed many miracles that Jesus had performed, but their understanding was still unfruitful until many things that Jesus had told them. You know, many times we have to pray as we study the word of God and ask the Lord, Lord, open up my understanding that I might understand the scripture. Yes, the words is there before us. And we hear what we're saying, but we still don't understand. That is the time, amen, we should seek the Lord wholeheartedly and ask him to open up our understanding. 
because we want to hear the scripture for what it really is. We read the letters, but sometimes we don't hear what the Spirit is saying to us by reading the letters. So we need our understanding open, and Jesus Christ is the only one can open up your understanding that you might understand the fullness of the Word of God. This was, amen, before the Holy Ghost fell. This was before, amen, the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost. They were following Jesus, but their understanding needed to be fruitful. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. They hadn't quite apprehended all of what Christ was trying to tell them at this particular time. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Let me say this again. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. Among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. The Lord, amen, was gathering his church at this time to send them out into the world to preach the gospel, to go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth shall be saved, and he believeth not shall be down. We can see, amen, many people have believed since then and has come into the kingdom of heaven because, amen, they believe the word of God and God has opened up their understanding is to preach the word of God. But then there are those still, amen, that their understanding is not open and they are not preaching precept on precept or line upon line. Acts 2 and 38 and 39 says, then Peter says, Unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. In those days and time, a name meant something. It carried, it, it carried, amen, the name describes, amen, a person. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name, in the name, not of, but in. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. This was a promise, amen. For the remission of your sin, or the forgiveness of your sin, and you shall receive the gift. Amen. The Holy Ghost is a gift of the Holy Ghost. 
for the promise is unto you and unto your children, to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The thought, amen, of this promise is to every hungry believer. Amen. You've got to be hungry for the word of God. You never will, amen, receive the fullness of the word of the Lord unless you, amen, be hungry for it. He that, amen, hunger after righteousness shall be filled. You've got to get hungry for the word of God. You shall receive the Holy Ghost. The evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongue as the Spirit gives uttering. Amen. The Holy Ghost, amen. The evidence of speaking in tongue as the Spirit gives uttering. Jesus said, it is given unto you, talking about the believers, to know the mystery. But we got many people, amen, that is still wrestling with the scripture. They they don't hear it, amen. Uh, it's not revealed to them as yet plainly. They are wrestling with the word of God. But those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. The Lord will open up your understanding to the word of God. Receiving the Holy Ghost is possible. The most important spiritual event that one will experience in God, it is also the most thrilling thing, amen, that we can receive, amen, by receiving the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is nothing like being filled with the Holy Ghost. Much emphasis has been placed upon receiving the Holy Ghost, and rightfully so, for it is complete of the new birth. Jesus says, except the man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. John 3 and 5, except you be born of the water and spirit, you can't enter the kingdom of God. There is a great spiritually awakening and a revival, amen, of receiving of the Holy Ghost by the people in many different churches. This has called many questions to be asked. Amen. What is the Holy Ghost? Or is the Holy Ghost necessary for us today? Is the Holy Ghost essential to salvation? Amen. Amen. Is is the Holy Ghost essential to salvation? Do you have to have the Holy Ghost in order, amen, to have salvation? Rightly so. Rightly so. How does one receive the Holy Ghost? As we talked 
into the word of God. We will get into that. What is the evidence of receiving the Holy Spirit? Now, amen, remember he had to open up their understanding that they might understand, amen, the scriptures. Is this experience for all believers today? Is this, amen, experience for all believers to receive the Holy Ghost? According to the word of God, it is yes. All believers must receive the Holy Ghost. These are sincerely questions to which people won't answer from the word of God. God in his word has not left these questions unanswered. The answers are there for us to search out that we might know the truth of this great experience of Christ dwelling in our heart by his Spirit. The Holy Ghost is for all believers. Not some believers, but the Holy Ghost is for all believers. Study, study the Word of God to show yourself approved. Being not ashamed to, to write with the word of God. Now, amen, people, that you got Christians today will tell you, amen, that this Holy Ghost is not for you. You don't need the Holy Ghost. That's not the word of God. The word of God, amen, going to let us know, amen, it is for all believers. Everyone that believe in Jesus Christ, that Jesus is Lord and was risen from the dead, all believers should receive the Holy Ghost. Listen, the writer says, for the promise, this is a promise from the Lord, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call Acts 2 and 39 say the promise is unto you. It's unto your children and to those, amen, far off, amen. Even as many of the Lord, our God shall come. Jesus Christ is still calling mankind out of their sins. The promise of the Holy Ghost is for you. Now, the infilling of the Spirit, it provides power to live in an overcome world. You, you need the infilling of the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Because it, provi- it provides power for you to live in an overcoming world victoriously. A Christian life with joy of God. Amen. It, it, a Christian life, amen, it puts the joy of the Lord within you. The spirit gives us power to overcome the devil. The Spirit gives us power to overcome the devil. Sin and the world, that's what the Spirit of the Lord, that's why we have to be born again, amen, 
that the Lord can give us power over the world, over sin, and over the devil, and to become effective witness in this wicked generation. We're living in a wicked generation. Yes, we are among some of the notorious, amen, people that there is in the world. They are wicked. And they are all around us, and they don't mind showing us their weakness. We, we look at it every day. Our lives are transformed by a supernatural experience of the Holy Spirit. Our lives is transformed. When you receive the Holy Ghost, your, your whole life is transformed. by the Holy Spirit, and by baptism, uh, amen, by baptism with, amen, the evidence of speaking with other tongues, amen. There is, amen, some evidence here. Amen. All believers, amen, should speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives us utterance. What we what must we do? What must we do? Has been asked by many people, including those who asked Peter on the day of Pentecost. Let us again ask it and answer it for those who are hungry for God and searching for a better life in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you hungry for the Lord? We are not saved by works. Amen. We are not saved by works. I don't care, amen, what we do, how faithful we are, how much we give, praise the Lord, that those are deeds, that's good, amen. But you're not saved by works. You're saved by the grace of God. However, the scripture plainly teaches that there are things we must do. In order to be saved, amen, there are things we must do. First of all, amen, we must have faith in the Lord. You must believe that he is. And you must believe, amen, that he is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. First thing, amen, the first step, amen, to salvation is have faith in the Lord. When you first come into the plan of salvation, faith is your first step. Even so, faith. If it has not worked, it did. Being alone, James 2 and 17. We should realize that when faith is generating in our heart, it will force us to act on that faith. When you realize that faith is moving on your heart, Amen. You want to, amen, act on that faith. You want to move on that faith. When you can feel something within you, amen, you want to act on it. You want to move on it. 
move, amen, it moves us to obedience. It moves us to obey the word of God when we have faith. Faith is what the substance of things that is hopeful and the evidence of things that's not seen. Bring a stepladder along with you. When you come to class, bring a stepladder along with you. Step up on the first step as you teach about faith. Then move on up to the second step as you teach about repentance. Then move on to step three as you teach about baptism. And then move on up to step four as you teach about the Holy Ghost. These steps, amen, that you have to take as you step up, amen, on each one of these. Step you go a little bit higher in the Lord. Believing on Jesus Christ, the very first step, is, uh, step amen, to salvation is the step of faith. That's your very first step. When you come to the Lord, you believe on Jesus Christ. Paul speaks of the Philippian jailer. He explained. He explained how he could be saved. Amen. And Paul said this to them, amen. The first thing was, amen, Paul told them in Acts 16, chapter and verse 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first step, amen. Believe. That's faith. Now I'm accepting Jesus in my life by faith. That's the first step. And thou shalt be saved and thy household. If you continue on these steps, you shall be saved. You haven't completed the process yet because, amen, you just accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, amen, by faith. There is some more steps you've got to take. But that's step one. There is no salvation outside of of the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, you that believe the word of God is infallible, amen, and you know it, amen, is true, you know there is salvation. There is no salvation outside of the cross of Jesus. You know that Jesus Christ is the only one that paid the price for salvation. Jesus Christ is the only somebody that can save us. Many people don't believe that, amen, but the word of God, amen, let us know, amen, can't nobody else save you. You've got to come through Jesus. And his shedded blood, Jesus asked, he asked the disciple, ooh, says ye that I am. Jesus wanted to know from his disciple that was following him, who do you say that I am? They were walking 
with somebody, amen, that they didn't have the slightest idea who they were walking with. But there was one in the midst of them, amen, by the name of Peter. He answered and said, Thou art the Christ. the son of the living God. You are the anointed one that, by Peter say, you are the anointed one that have came from above. You are the savior. Thou art the Christ. You are the son of the living God, St. Matthew 16, 15 and 16. And as you know what Jesus says unto him, he said, Peter, Flesh and blood has not revealed it such as you. But my Father, which is in heaven, he has opened your understanding to let you know who I really am. I am your Savior. I am your Lord, and I am your God. And he went on to talk to Peter. But he said, neither is there salvation in any of them. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation is in none other category, none other name, none other deity. Salvation is only in the name and through the name of Jesus Christ. Now the Lord may have to open up your understanding that you can hear the Spirit is saying to the church. But according to the word of God, there is salvation in none other name that is given among heaven, whereby a man must be saved except the name of Jesus. Jesus is the highlight of his salvation. Amen. Jesus is the one that went and paid the the cross, uh, the price on Calvary. Jesus is the one that come out of heaven, and he is our ultimate sacrifice. It was Jesus. He said, prepare me a body, and I'll go down. I'll redeem it. Jesus is the one that paid the price for our salvation, and only Jesus. If we are to be saved, we must start with believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, if we're going to be saved, we we must start believing on the Lord Jesus Christ as the Redeemer of the world. And most of all, as our Savior. He is our Redeemer, and he is our Savior. There is no substitute. There is no in-between, amen. He is our Redeemer, and he is our Savior. Now, we do this by what? Faith to believe. We come by hearing. Faith to believe will come by hearing and accepting the preached word. We got to have faith. How can we preach without a preacher? And how can that preacher preach without God sending him? We got to have faith. 
in the word of God, the preached word of God. For faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. That is step one. Repentance is necessarily. It's necessary. If you don't come, amen, if you don't repent, you still can't be saved. Luke 24 and 47 says, and they repented, and remission of sin should be preached in his name. That repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name of Jesus. In the name, in the name, in the name, in the name is very important. Not all the name, but I in, in the name of Jesus. Repentance is necessary. Burden Lexus Lexus stated, amen, that repentance is to change one mind and purpose. Change one mind and purpose. When you come to the Lord, the Lord, and you repent, it changes your mind and it changes your purpose. It comes to a right understanding. It has a genuine change of heart and life from work to better. It changes you. Every believer is a witness of this today, amen, tonight, amen, when you truly repent. It changes you. The old things that you were done and the way that you were going, you don't want to go that way anymore because you have found a righteous way. You have found a new life to walk in. And you don't want to go down that old dark path anymore when you truly repent. It's for the better and not for the worse. Repentance. It's not merely forsaken sin, but it changes one mind regarding it. You don't want to sin no more when you really understand what repentance is. You you just don't want those old thoughts, amen, and filthy ways and filthy things that you used to do. You just don't want it to be in your mind anymore when you truly repent. It means to be remorseful for the sin that has ruled once in your heart. Feel something. Amen. Be be hurt for amen the sin that was once in your heart when you asked the Lord is to forgive you. Oh, that is one of the greatest statements that anybody can make. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. When a man thinks he's something, he's nothing, he deceives himself. I am just a sinner 
save my grace, Lord, forgive me. Repentance is genuine, changing one's attitude towards sin. And desire righteousness to reign in one's heart. Oh, repentance uh, give you a different aspect of life. Repentance will show you a brand new way. The way that you are traveling, amen, it lets you know, amen, you don't want to walk that way no more. I, I, don't, I don't repent it. I don't saw something in my life, amen, that I, I didn't know that I was going down that dark road like that. But when I repented, the Lord changed my heart. After I received him in my heart by faith, he, amen, now I don't repent it. Repentance, amen, is the essential of the publican prayer. God, be merciful to me. I'm just a sinner. Uh, I ain't got no room in my heart to boast about nothing. Just be merciful unto me. I'm just a sinner. Luke chapter 18 and 13. Don't be like the other one, amen, Lord. I done fast twice in the week. I done gave my tithes. And I ain't like everybody. You're just a rank sinner. You're just a sinner. They need to, amen, humble your heart down and tell the Lord, I am a sinner. Save me. Jesus died that the world through him might be saved from sin. Jesus the one died that the world through him might be saved from sin. When we, by the word of God, recognize that we are sinners and enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ and that we need a Savior, we should repent. Now, after you accept Jesus Christ in your soul and you recognize that you are a sinner, the next step is I need to repent. Forsake all the action and commitment and commit our life to God. See, godless sorrow worketh repentance. Godless sorrow worketh repentance. When you when you come to be godless sorrow of your sin, it works a repenting heart. Lord, forgive me of my sin. But First John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sin, if we open our mouth and tell Jesus we are sinners, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to clean us from all unrighteousness. Just confess your sin tonight. You don't come trying by faith now. Faith don't mean that you don't receive the, the, the gift yet. 
Amen. This is step two. You don't come to him by faith. Now you don't repent it. Now the Lord is faithful. And he's just to forgive you for all of your sins. To complete and thoroughly repent is important to one walk with God. For this is the foundation of which our experience with God is built on, is repentance, is being honored with God and self. Amen. Honored with God and self. I don't repent it. I'm going to be honored with God and myself. I'm going to be true to God, and I'm going to be true to myself. Because I don't ask the Lord to forgive me for my sin. I don't turn around from the way that I, I was walking and the way I was talking. I, I, I don't have a change of heart. This is what true repentance does. Anybody can get up and act a fool if they want to. Anybody can say vile words if they, they wanted to. But when you have a change of heart, you don't want to. You don't want to do those ugly things, those nasty things, and those different things. You don't want them even in your life anymore. But, amen, you're not ignorant of these things. You know how to do them if you really wanted to. But when you repent, you don't want to do them anymore because your nature has been changed. You have put on the righteousness of Jesus Christ when you repent of your sin. You're crucifying the old man, which have an evil nature. Paul says, there is no good thing in this flesh that we are living in. It ain't no good thing. In this flesh is rotten. But we have put on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It is confessing one guilt and asking God for his mercy. Amen. I'm guilty. I'm guilty, Lord. I'm guilty. I stand before you guilty. I'm repenting. I ask you to forgive me. But remember, he's faithful, and he's just to forgive you for all of your sins. I don't care what it is. Amen. The Lord Jesus can and will forgive you for all of your sins. That's step step two, amen. You're still climbing the ladder. Now, amen, baptism is essential. Baptism, amen. We, we hear our people now don't believe, amen, in baptism, but baptism is essential. And remission of sin should be preached in his name, that is, in the name of Jesus, among all nations, not some nations, but all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, Luke 24, amen, and 47. God is not the author of confusion, but he is of peace. God, amen, set this thing in order for all believers is to follow his step, his way, beginning at Jerusalem and in Samaria. And to the uh, and then to the other part of the earth, Amen. They were preaching the same thing. Remission, Amen. <clears throat> Meaning, Amen. To dismiss 
are discharged and set free. This can be accomplished only through the name of Jesus. It is important, amen, when you go down into water, baptism, amen, it's important, amen, what name you go down in. Remember, amen, there is neither salvation in none other name except the name of Jesus. Read it for yourself. Don't debate with Bishop Dr. Moore. Read it in the Word of God. On the day of Pentecost, Peter stood. Peter told the Jews to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Here's amen. Somebody, amen, Peter told them to repent. Here's somebody they done crucified. Here's somebody that they hated, amen, for basically all their life. Now Peter's telling them, amen, is to repent and be baptized in his name. Oh, that'll, that'll, that'll make a person draw up. Peter knew because Peter had gotten the revelation that he was the Christ, he was the Son of God, he was the Anointed One, he was the Messiah, he was the Savior of the world. He had got that revelation. The Jews to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin or for the forgiveness of their sins or the removal of their sins. Acts 2 and 38, Jesus has stated that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. Not some some nations, but among all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem, Luke 24 and 47. And this this and this is exactly what Peter did in preaching baptism for the remission of sin in the name of Jesus Christ. It is better to obey God than man. When it coming down to the word of the Lord, obey the word. And the word tells to be baptized in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Peter obeyed the word of God. Our sins, our remission, when we are baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, it makes baptism essential to our salvation. Obedience, obedience, church. Not only is water baptism essential, but the formal used in our baptism is of utmost importance for sin and remission only through water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 22 and 16, it says, And now, why tarry thou? Arise and be baptized. And wash the way thou sin, calling on the name of the Lord. Why wait? 
Why sitting there? Why are you prolonging time? Get up and go and be baptized in Jesus' name, calling on the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord is Jesus. He opened up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And if you are serious in your heart, I will guarantee if you want to live right and do right, he said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. I'm God, and I change this now. He'll open up your understanding. Regardless of what you've been holding on to, ever what you've done, if it's in words or deeds, they be done in Jesus' name. At repentance, at repentance, our sins are confessed. Our commitment is made to live for God. However, the record of our sins is not removed until baptism. Our record of our sins is not removed until repentance. The record of our sin is removed only as we submit to water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. The record of our sin is only removed as we submit to water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they are no longer to be remembered against us. We see this illustration in the tabernacle in the wilderness. The altar represented death. When the blood was shedded, the lavender was for washing, a cleaning, symbolizing a baptism. Before the priest moved, on in the sanctuary. They had to be washed. They had to be clean. And so we have to be buried in Jesus' name for the remission of our sins. My time is running out on me, beloved, but we will talk about the Holy Ghost. Amen. On next week. God bless you for listening tonight. Pray for Dr. Moore trying to catch a cold, but I love you in Jesus' name. I'm going to turn it into the hands of mine now. God bless you. That was awesome, awesome, awesome coming from Dr. Moore tonight. His word is truly an inspiration to us all. If you missed it, it will be on in syndication in a little bit so you can go ahead and download it. But don't miss it. Be right on with it. The moment that we're on, you should be on to listening and getting spiritually fed live on the air like we did. We're live in the studio, and we're getting it instantly. And you should be, too, because these lessons are really, really good. If you pay attention to them, these, these lessons are super Super good, like amazing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our time has come to an end. We'll be back next week. 
We love you. Good night and God bless to everybody in Radio Lab. Thank you for participating, following, sharing our show, and all that you do. We say thank you, thank you, thank you. And our highest praise and honor goes to God, first and foremost. Until next week, or if we see you in church on Sunday, God bless you. Good night. We love you. Bye-bye, everybody. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.